Hello and welcome back to the New Art Podcast. Episode goodness knows what, we're in double digits now, I'm no longer trying to count, you can work it out yourself. But today we're talking about frogs. Hurrah! How are you feeling, Saf? Confident? Not so confident? More confident than I thought I would be last week. It's good. Surprising as well. You're more confident defending frogs than you were pandas. Ooh. Well, I still think pandas made it, so time will tell. Yeah. I would, again, be very, very surprised if pandas were kicked off the ark. I won't eat my hat this time, (laughs) but I will be very surprised. I've sworn off making any more statements like eating my hat for dolphins because it was such a close run thing uh, it could have almost you could see it could have swung against dolphins so no more bold claims but yeah frogs we get to take down frogs everyone's least favorite animal really they do, they do have i a mean bad, does anyone like they, frogs? Have, they have a bad rap and they're obviously not fluffy and you know immediately cute um, but they have plenty to offer, is what I've learned. Um, do we have results from last week or not yet? No. So you okay. pulled me up on this. We don't have results okay. yet because I've been very lax yeah, on posting social media. No worries. Promise next week onwards we'll have another result to share. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I've forgotten what we're up to. It's about. No, we did crocodiles, so it's after crocodiles. It must be pigeons next. We're here next week. Right, maybe. I think it's pigeons we're going to get next as yeah. a result. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right, so frogs, do you want to start with right. your standard arguments of nymphomania, yeah. violence, and whatever else it is? Well, yes and no, because I started out my research, what, half an hour ago, <laughs> Googling basically murderous frogs frog sex actually that was a very bad google to make don't google frog sex whatever you do i googled it and just from the search results i wasn't clicking on any of those links what? but yeah there, there doesn't seem to be much on either apart from some very explicit videos i can imagine so it's going to be a more nuanced approach okay. this but one thing it actually I have picked up on is a, a, a connection that surprised me somewhat because mm-hmm. frogs obviously we treat as disgusting creatures and they are but they also seem to do a lot of vomiting mm-hmm. so frogs and vomit seem to go together basically hand in hand have you heard of the gastric brooding frog nope Sounds like a very niche frog that you've picked right there. Uh, I would have been surprised if you had 4,800 species to memorise. I mean, I trust in your study cramming skills, but (laughs) still quite a lot. Anyway, gastric brooding frog is an Australian frog, so I'm very proud of it. Oh, I don't know if I'm proud of it, but... (laughs) But to be decided... Anyway, the gastric brooding frog is an extinct Australian frog. It went extinct about 50 years ago. And famously, it vomited out its babies. 
Do you know another frog that vomits? Even more recently. So in 2016, a new ant species was discovered in frog vomit. So, what that means, if you think about it, we've already disqualified ants from coming onto the Ark. Ants are an absolute no-go. Any ants, the Ark is not taking off. So, by bringing frogs on board, they will be smuggling ants in their stomach cavities, which goes against all rules we've set down for the Ark, so they cannot come. Oh no, it's a standard, as as part of our pre-flight checklist, we just add another one. So we've got already a laundry list full of things that we're going to be looking for. So this will be like the PCR test for ants. And if only if they test negative, can the frog come on board? Plus, there are so many species of frogs. This particular vomiting frog can stay back if they've got ants, if they've got ants. so All frogs vomit? You can't yeah. describe. No, no, no. Discount vomiting frogs. Only That's if they've vomitist. Only if they've got ants on board. Okay. I, I won't ask how you test that, but... Swabs. The swab I'm swab sure, test. I'm sure the scientists will look forward to administering that test. <laughs> I mean, you just have to make the frog vomit. You, is there another way to test whether... Can you do like a sort X-ray, of X-ray, scan X-ray, on a, yeah, on a yeah, frog? yeah, and then you'll see the ants inside. Well, that brings mm. me nicely to a bit of research that I thought was fantastic. I didn't know this. Ever heard of the glass frog? I have heard of the glass frog. Yes, you can see its lives internal in Ecuador, organs. It? I don't know where it lives, but the key part of it is. It's like a glass. It's got translucent skin. You can see its internal organs, bones, muscles through its skin. You can observe its heart beating and its stomach digesting food, which means you can definitely see the ants. I don't know whether I want to see a frog's stomach digesting food. To be perfectly honest with you, Saf. That, that's just personal, pre- thinking, that's just personal I'm, I'm preference. I'm actually not sure ants show up on x-rays at all. Well, you don't need an X-ray don't with the glass. You don't need an X-ray with the glass frog. You just see through it. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by this now. Do ants show up on X-rays? Because I can't see why Ding. they would if they would. Right. So they've got a sort of exoskeleton that might register, yes. I guess, but it's, yeah. it's not a proper bone, so. Oh, it's sort of 50-50. It's sufficient to register, I reckon. After the show. Yeah. Listeners, write in if you've ever x-rayed ants. (laughs) Tell us whether they show up. But yeah, you think we're going to bring the the glass frog on board so we can see whether it's eaten an ant. Yeah. Very practical. There you go. You are limiting your options somewhat. (laughs) I guess one out of 400 ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's clearly a very cool, cool frog that I didn't know existed. So I was, uh, yeah, pretty happy with that. Mm. Okay, would you like another frog fact then? Go for it. So if our listeners can recall back in, I think it was our very first episode, Foxes, mm-hmm. episode number one. I I think my first fact ever 
actually, was that the world's smallest fox mm-hmm. is fairly similar in size to the world's largest ant, I think it was. Oh, wow, OK. This is the continuation of said fact. Mm-hmm. The world's biggest frog mm-hmm. is larger mm-hmm. than the world's smallest antelope. It's a big frog, basically. Wow. Okay. So it's called the Goliath frog. It's 12 and a half inches long. So right. That half a metre, something like that. It's a big frog, basically. And I think, given that we've already got elephants on the ark, which I think was probably a tactical error on your part, it now means we're short on space and we're not going to bring the Goliath frog on board. Two and a half inches, I mean, that's... It's not that big. In the, well, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find... Well, it's the size of a newborn baby, right? Mm. So you, you're going to be hard-pressed to find animals that are smaller than a newborn baby to populate the rest of the ark. Like, come on, dude. We, we have... We're only, like, wow. know, episode 12 or whatever... We're, we're going to have, like, the lamest, like, Earth 2.0 with, ti- with tiny animals, with very little diversity. Just, dude, you can't do that. Like, we need variety. Um, and, and hey, we can do, do an extension. Like, we can, build, we can build an extension to the Ark. No worries. We've got the tools. We've got the engineers. We've got the funding. So good. Mm. Like we're not we're not going to run out of space. Space isn't an issue. In space, yeah. I, I I agree with that statement. But oh, Seth, you've just made the largest tactical error possible. You have said that every animal smaller than twelve and a half inches is lame. I've now no, won no, half no. of the subsequent arguments that we're mm. ever going to make. No, no, you've misunderstood me there. I said. If we only limited the animals that we take to Earth 2.0 based on this one metric of them being smaller than a baby, that would be a lame collection of animals. Well, no animals are lame, but we want variety. We want big animals, small animals, tall animals, hairy animals, scaly animals. We want them all. Like, animals are amazing. So we want to take, you know, we want to have a good representation of animals on Earth 2.0, which is directly proportionate as much as we can to Earth 1.0. Well, I don't think that's been borne out in the voting so far. I'm sorry to shatter your hopes and dreams, but if you think about it, we've got elephants and dolphins, which are both very large animals. We've got foxes, which I guess are sort of smaller and fluffy. We've almost certainly got pandas, which are also incredibly large animals. So it's about three out of four of the extremely large animals. We discounted ants, which are obviously larger than a baby. Smaller, smaller, <laughs> smaller than a baby in most cases. <laughs> So, I mean, it doesn't look good for frogs, does it, so far? Well, you you were the one that was discriminating against the Goliath frog. Um, I, I, I'm saying the size doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, the animals, the animals, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, 
based on other factors, not just size. So space on the arc is not the singular sort of factor that we use to determine whether some some animal can come on board or not. Okay, okay. I have another point for you in that case. Mm-hmm. So you know how everyone hates the French? No, I think the French are brilliant. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Come on, you're British. It's, it's part of the British citizenship vows that you have to hate the French. So do, do the Aussies have to hate the Kiwis? Yeah, they, they absolutely do. <laughs> We obviously hate the Kiwis. Every Brit hates the French. Right, carry on. Do carry on. Okay. (laughs) Do you know... (laughs) Well, it's it's obvious, isn't it? The French love their frogs. Right. We hate the French. Therefore, we must hate frogs. This is a logical chain of argument, which Mm. I was making. you out by your clearly horrible <laughs> love of the French and you are going to be kicked out of the country come Brexit but since the French love frogs we need to keep frogs out of the ark just to spite them really dude you're you're on a weekly basis you're you're waging war against each country it was China now it's the French you're you're gonna have trouble traveling after this this podcast, um, you know, become, becomes big. <laughs> if ever we get back to traveling again. Well, yeah, but France is nearby. You want to, you want to, you know, it's, it's a decent enough place to escape to. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd be careful. But, um, yeah, so on that note, um, pretty random, but um, are you familiar with Frog Nation. Frog Nation? Mm-hmm. I don't believe so, no. Right, so there's a project called Wonderland, Time Wonderland. Um, it's kind of like a crypto decentralized project, but it's, like it's, it's blowing up now. It's very, very big. It's like a billion dollar market cap. And all of the, it's got a huge, huge, huge community growing really, really fast. All of the members of the community call themselves frogs, and they collectively are known as Frog Nation. And they are very, they've got a lot of resource, uh, they're very uh, wealthy, they're very, you know, well connected. And, you know, I think Frog Nation would not want frogs ban- banished from Earth 2.0. So, you know, you, you've upset the French, but, you know, perhaps without realizing you, you've offended Frog Nation as well today. So. Okay. In a similar strain, I have a counterfact for you. Okay. Do you know how many frogs live in the average brick building? Twelve. At least ten thousand. At least what? at least ten thousand. I, I I live in a brick building. Do you? 
Okay, so for a large enough detached brick building, it's 10,000 frogs. And if you will recall the awful atrocity to the English language you just committed with your reference to frog nation, then you will perhaps suspect there is a trick to this fact. So, actually, on the, the top side of bricks, you know how lots of them have the sort of bit cut out of them? Mm-hmm. So if you think about an image of a brick, it's got sort mm-hmm. of rectangular prism, but it's got bits, mm-hmm. wedges mm-hmm. sort of cut out the top. That's called a frog. Right. But the fact still stands. We are being overrun in all of our houses by an apocalypse, a plague of frogs of biblical proportions. So, Dude, it's, it's, it's <laughs> called a group of frogs is called an army, not a plague. I know, you, I, an I, army. I know you love the... But that's because they invade. They invade your homes. They invade your country. We're going to have to <laughs> kick them out of Britain. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think... Um... I think, um, you know, you're, you're clutching at straws with, uh, we're talking about frogs, the living, breathing animal that is super helpful. Uh, but let me, let me, uh, throw maybe a, a series first, which is a frog joke at you. Okay. <laughs> right. This, he is raising the, the game. Yeah. Okay. Why are frogs always happy? Why are frogs <laughs> always happy? <laughs> no, I can't guess the punchline. <laughs> because they eat whatever bugs them. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I grant you that joke and I'll expect one for every episode henceforth till we get to the slimy boring sponge joking that joke yeah so clearly they're happy which is great um mm. we, we, we'd rather have happy animals on board couple of kind of serious but important points that I will raise very quickly um so frogs are important bioindicators to the overall ecosystem health. So we can gain insight into how the overall condition of the environment is doing by studying frogs. And this allows us um, time uh, to take proactive measures or to adapt accordingly, which I think is fantastic. That's exactly the kind of forward-thinking approach, proactive approach that we need for Earth 2.0, especially given kind of you know uncharted territory. So frogs are super critical, mission critical, I would say, once again, to our project, which is Earth 2.0. So that's one. The second uh, key point is that frogs eat a lot of insects, including disease vectors that transmit fatal illnesses to humans. We're talking about mosquitoes and malaria, for example. So, you know, they're allies. Not only are they happy, but they protect us. They're like the NHS. They protect us. Yeah, I've often made that comparison. <laughs> Frogs are like the NHS. They, they, they are an institution that is 
at the center of all that is good in the UK. And they protect us. So we need to protect them back. Um, so that's that. Uh, and the final still related point, all of this points to the fact that we need them more than they need us, which is that they are key players uh, in human medical advancement. So frog skin secretions um, have lots of potential cures for illnesses. We've been using this forever. Uh, not only their skin, but also glands near their ears called, I think it's called parotid glands. Um, their bones, their muscle tissues have been used as well um, for infections, cancer, heart disorders, allergies, inflammation, even AIDS. So we need them really badly. Uh, so it's kind of selfish, uh, but for what they lack in cuteness and like fluffiness, uh, they make up for tenfold. And there you go. Okay. Okay. So you're talking about frog skin secretion. Well, I can tell you about a frog skin secretion. It comes from the Bruno's cask-headed frog, which I think is actually quite a good name for a frog, as mm -hmm. those frog names go. But one gram of secretion from the Bruno's cask-headed frog, would you like to guess how many mice it kills? Ten thousand. Higher. Oh, wow. A million. Uh, it's not a million. But I, like, I like what you're trying to do. You're going to make it sound smaller now. 300,000. Okay. So it's a, it's a lot of mice. Right. And I like mice for this because it makes it sound like a huge number. Yeah. It, it, it is very deadly. It's about 80 humans it would kill. Or okay. 300,000 mice. Okay. So take your pick. But... Mice and the Bruno's cask-headed frog aren't going to get along. So frogs are murderous. I tricked you. I, I, there's no chance I'm going to stay away from the murderous nymphomaniac line of argument. So, with that said, let's get on to it. Did you know that murderous frogs appeared on Victorian Christmas cards? And the Victorians were very honest people, people like Charles Dickens, who wrote very fantastic works of non-fiction. Mm -hmm. Did you know that frogs formed the original pregnancy test? Okay. No, you didn't. I didn't. Basically, you piss on a frog, and if it ovulates, you're pregnant. Quite effective, actually. The only scientific or vaguely scientific pregnancy test till about the 1960s. It's okay. quite, quite effective, as tests go. Okay. Did you know that frog juice, it was basically blended frogs, in case you hadn't guessed, oh. is a Parisian aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So frogs are sexy murderers. <laughs> there you have it. Well, no, they are helpful. You know, humans fucking blend them when we need them, when we need, when we need it. So, you know, they are martyrs, really, um, to help with kind of the continuation of the human race. Um, and then the pregnancy test, again, very, very helpful. They, again, are allowing themselves to be peed on. 
so sacrificing are they? Yeah, volunteering. Sac- yeah, <laughs> sacrificing their uh, you know whatever health for our knowledge. I'm just imagining like the recruitment tents, like when they were recruiting for the wars. <laughs> Young men signing up, faking yeah. their age, going off to fight. All the frogs are walking up to the pregnancy test tent, going, yeah. "Are you fit to be pissed on?" Yes, I am. Ribbit, ribbit. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. noble. Very noble. Very selfless. Um, you know, and we can. Um, credit them for you know all of the medical advancements you know saving us from diseases single-handedly they're, they're heroes Dogs are heroes to humans do you know what else frogs are they're also the original weathermen and everyone hates weathermen don't they more than the French, <laughs> everyone hates weather forecasters. Why? What, what's Never right. They do their best, Elliot. They, they, they do give their you best. false confidence. I mean, it, it's probably easier in Britain, to be fair, because you just say raining, 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 <laughs> raining, raining. In Australia, when it rains, you have to be right about that. So, anyway, weather forecasters hated always wrong. Frogs are the original weather forecasters. Basically, you put a frog in a jar. I think you gave it a ladder and how it behaved, whether it walked up the ladder, how high, whether it fell on its back and died, would tell you the weather. That's as much as I know about it. <laughs> okay, to interpret. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we hate weathermen. Frogs are weathermen. We hate frogs. Another extremely logical argument. I don't know how you're going to refute that. Well, just by saying that weathermen are people too. They have feelings. and they, Unless they... they're frogs, in which case they're not. Yeah, but they have feelings too. And um, the, the weathermen just do their best. Weather is a tricky thing, you know. Um, it's best that you're prepared with an umbrella rather than blaming can weather be if frogs can tell the weather for you well just shows how sophisticated they are frogs are hyper intelligent or weather is very simple you're saying frogs are hyper intelligent absolutely absolutely just to be clear okay absolutely and and they're all secret einsteins they are and i think that brings me to my next point which is there's a biggie this might be like the reason that we need Frogs. So, so have you heard of 5-MeO-DMT, the compound? Yes, my best friend. 5-MeO-DT. DMT. Sorry. (laughs) No, I don't know DMT. (laughs) Right. It's, It's an extremely potent natural psychedelic, four to six times more powerful than DMT, which is widely considered to be the most powerful psychedelic. And it is often referred to 5-MeO-DMT, which I haven't done yet, by the way, but I very much hope to, um, is often referred to as the God molecule. Um, It has a powerful capacity to connect us directly back to the source of creation, a place where ego and mind dissolve. Dude, that sounds like something that we absolutely need 
in Earth 2.0. Like, that is just... And, and the only, only animal or plant or anything that has 5-MeO-DMT is the Bufo toad. That's it. So... Yeah. No. So, we need to bring frogs on the ark so that we can get high off them. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not get high. Let's, you know, so that we can experience the God molecule. Earth 2.0. The God molecule. Absolutely required. Well, well, I'll grant you one thing. It's a very good name. I, I, I too, would like to see the God Molecule. Whoever well, you, you, named that, You need, a, you need the genius. toad, mate. You need the toad. Well, <laughs> Without toads, not frogs. I don't need frogs at all. I just need a, a buffo toad. Toads are frogs. Not all frogs are toads. You surely knew this, my friend. They all belong to the so order you're saying... Anura. For without a tail, commonly referred to as frogs. Well, it's it's, 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 it's yes and no. <laughs> we we talked about this before recording pigeons, I believe. Pigeons, doves, are they the same thing? I told you, yes, they are. There is no biological difference between pigeons and doves. There is a more significant difference between frogs and toads. Isn't there, to be fair? But the toad falls under the umbrella of a frog, but not all frogs fall under the umbrella of a toad. So I think through that technicality, the Bufo toad, our 5-MeO-DMT creating toad, can come on board as a frog. Okay. Would you like to know what the original Bufo toad was? It was called Bielzy Bufo. So it's ancient, prehistoric, frog-toad monster. It was very, very large. It walked around with the dinosaurs. So, I mean, literally, Bielzebufo, devil toad, devil frog. So you're saying we should bring Satan onto the Ark so that Satan can get us high so that we can be closer to God. I don't follow that argument quite, or Satan's spawn, to be more accurate. I, I don't know about this Bielza Bufo guy, but, no. but the current Bufo gotcha. toad um, is the key to 5-MeO-DMT, which is something that we absolutely need on Earth 2.0. I mean, just bring a ladder. We'll get you closer to God. God's up there. <laughs> bring a ladder. You can tell the weather whilst you're at it. And a jar. You need a big jar as well. But... Surely, there's that no, works. There's no up or down in space, mate. Of course there is. You're saying there's no up and down in space. This is actually what I want to argue now, more importantly than whether frogs make it on. That's, that's unimportant. Of course there's up and down in space. What's up, up is what's down? where your head is, down is no, where your feet are. No, because yeah. Australia is like upside down on earth and you know their up means different to our up so this of notion course, of up and, and both are valid or both are invalid there's no up there's no down 
there's no time just because it's a subjective experience doesn't mean it ceases to exist you could just as well tell me love doesn't exist or hope doesn't exist or compassion or integrity or whatever all of these are subjective experiences as is up yeah. down left right forward, yeah backwards. but i think i i think that that's true but i think people behave as though up and down aren't subjective they they, they behave as though it's objective it is subjective okay. that's that's uh, and subjective experiences are subjective experiences it's fine it's equally valid um but yeah so i am well up for having a subjective 5 meo dmt experience aboard the ark en route to earth 2.0 whether you join me on that or not is is your choice but uh i need me a frog mate a toad good well that reminds me of something right because i mean first thing i thought of really when you think frogs toads you think witchcraft because witches use frogs and toads for their magic spells i actually went to glastonbury for mm -hmm. a day uh, around christmas new year mm -hmm. so recording this was it two weeks after the new year mm -hmm. i'll be out a month later but i went to glastonbury around christmas new year and <laughs> leave place uh, but th there are lots of very eccentric people walking around, mm -hmm. people, witches and wizards, who have some eccentric beliefs, eccentric costumes. I've I've now absolutely decided to model my dress sense, by the way, on, on what those wizards were wearing. They looked fantastic, I, I must say. They looked absolutely fantastic walking around with their big purple capes and their wolf's head canes and big blunt leather boots smashing look <laughs> i mean surely we can't bring frogs and toads to a 2.0 if then we're going to start a, a, a witchcraft cult following again we, we're back to the devil worshipping aren't we if you can draw on satan's power and frogs and toads to cast these evil spells to bring on plagues and an army of frogs then I mean, I'm not very keen and any longer. It, it, it's, it's the yin and yang, mate. We need them both. The full spectrum. Need... The, the full spectrum. What's the full spectrum? Just the... The, 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 the good and... and the bad? Yeah, the... yeah. Without one without the other doesn't exist. It's the light and the dark. Wow. That's the most philosophical we have ever gotten. <laughs> You've basically discounted every argument I've ever made. You're saying, well, we need to bring good animals and bad animals onto the Ark because one cannot exist without the other. Yes, there's wow. no reference for light without darkness and vice versa. And... And well, let's go one step further. There is no such thing as good or bad animals or good or bad, full stop. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I can quite even grasp that argument, <laughs> let alone counter it. It's just our judgment. Some animals are good in yeah. some ways and bad in others, and it depends who you ask. And it's the same with humans there are no good humans and bad humans there's just humans they're good sometimes and bad at others and even that isn't really real because it just depends on who you ask and when they were born and 
what's socially accepted in their culture. You know? Well, there are some things which aren't socially accepted in almost every culture. I'm not things sure. Like I'm not sure murder. about that. Hmm. Okay. Murdering your own family. How about that? Well, once upon a time, and maybe even quite recently, there are people that eat people. So cannibalism is that murder? If it, uh, one could, it was to totally acceptable. Yeah, but. That's if they're from a different tribe, or if there are foreigners attacked you, or if they've died from natural yeah, causes, but, then you might but, eat them. But, but they're not murdering their family is not a not to be good. It's just it's it defeats the purpose. Like it goes against their survival. Like you need others, and maybe you you love them so you don't kill them. But it's not a, it's not a yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. So we arrive at the core of good and bad, don't we? Because good is things that promote the survival of your species. That's the core of what good is. Bad is things which it I, I'm not, have I'm a not negative sure. impact on your future prospects. But this, even this that, is what good it, and bad is. So. No, but that's still very subjective. Like what one person deems to be, you know, you know, you know, if we zoom out. Uh, what was it um avengers whatever thanos you know uh, mm. the baddie you know there are plenty of folks that think you know we have too many people and thanos did the right thing for the humanity like we had too overpopulation and he did what so it, it, it depends it depends so there's no like it depends on the person and, and their view of the world and that's where they derive their their good and bad actions from you know of course, it's completely subjective. Yeah. But what I'm saying is good and bad do have an objective root. Yeah, but, but, but that's There is where... a way you can measure them, good and bad. So they do exist, like but up and down, left and right. You measure yeah, them... Yeah, but, but, but once it's subjective, it doesn't matter because the terrorist is doing good, as far as he's concerned. That's why, that's why, he's, well, make, that's why he's making he, the ultimate sacrifice. Said, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but then the others would say that's bad and therefore there's no really good or bad it just depends on where you're stood okay. and the very same act can be good, both good and bad depending on when and where it happens so it's you know it's it's time and geography dependent well with this fresh moral lens i would like you to analyze this for me okay mm -hmm. so Fact number eight. After the Princess and the Frog movie came out, famous. <laughs> I, I, I love tale. how you tied it in. I love how you tied it in. <laughs> but after the Princess and the Frog came out, Disney movie, 50 people were hospitalized from salmonella poisoning after kissing frogs. Wow. So I, I would all say women. All women? that's bad. I don't know if they were all women. I didn't check the case files. But yeah, 50 people hospitalised, salmonella poisoning, kissing frogs. Don't kiss frogs, basically. That This is the entire point of the podcast now. It's a public service announcement. Don't kiss frogs. Don't. don't uh, Fairy that, tales aren't real. Yeah, don't kiss frogs. They didn't consent. Um, oh, so Of course. Yeah, they didn't consent. I'm, I'm not reopening that argument. <laughs> Uh, so don't kiss frogs, but we can bring them to uh, 2.0 because we need them for their 
bioindication. We need them for their medical advancements. We need them to save us from diseases. We need them for their 5-MeO DMT. Hmm. Don't kiss them. That's on Disney for marketing, false so advertising. You, you Disney's fault then. Combination of the fault of the person um, did it, so that they have to take responsibility for their whatever it is, uh, their naivety slash stupidity, and then um, and their blatant disregard for the consent of the frog. Uh, but also, if they had to point a finger to blame somebody, they should sue Disney for okay. seeding these false ideas about princes the myth well, actually, fake, a lot fake of news. people have tried to sue disney not a lot of people have succeeded disney's got disney deep, some very deep, deep, deep pockets they've got yeah. deep pockets yeah uh, so personally i don't recommend suing disney but take <laughs> take who, whoever's advice you care to follow but you see i would argue that the frogs actually hold a, a fair amount of blame for those 50 people hospitalized from salmonella poisoning obviously they gave the people the salmonella but also if you remember back to the princess and the frog of course the frog is actually the the main culprit in the story they've they're actually a prince spoiler alert and they are taking the form of a frog and i, I mean they're, they're basically having this very strange relationship with a princess and yeah it's, it's dishonest it's cruel it's manipulative that they've actually in the original story they blackmail the princess so they say if i retrieve as your some sort of golden ball she's thrown in the pond then mm. you have to be my friend Mm -hmm. So she is forced, blackmailed, into becoming this frog's friend. She eventually kisses it. Well, then the original story, she throws it against the wall, which is also a better way to do things. Don't kiss frogs, chuck them against the wall. They might transform into a prince. You never know. But anyway, in the Disney version, she kisses it. So it's, it's absolutely the frog's fault, isn't it? It's not. The frog was just there, like... The frog didn't give anybody salmonella. The person that forcefully kissed the frog took salmonella. I don't think she forcefully good, good, good kissed karma. the frog. Good karma. Salmonella was just... It's just karma doing its thing. Kicking in the ass for kissing a frog. No, I, I, I think the frog's... The sexual predator in this scenario. <laughs> oh, in in the fake his way into in, the in the fake princess's affection. Disney story, yes, perhaps, but we're talking <laughs> about the fifty idiots that ended up in hospital. Um, so, oh, I, but but they're linked, aren't they? Because the fifty idiots ended up in hospital because the original frog, which inspired the story manipulate itself are, into are you the princess's implying, affections it's implying? based on a true <laughs> story yes <laughs> isn't that obvious wow okay. I, 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 th I think this is this is a new low for you uh <laughs> on today's episode <laughs> right so the original frog 
did he have a name by any chance? The original, you know, convicted felon frog. Well, I think I, I don't know what the is. Is it Prince Charming in the Princess and the Frog? I've got that mixed up. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. Mm, mm. Or is that Cinderella? It might be both. Yeah. I mean, it's the most obscure. Disney tale, isn't it? It's the most obscure of those. I can mm. name you most of the Disney princesses, but not the princess in Princess and the Frog. Mm. Do you know what she's called? I don't. No, I don't either. She's just a generic princess, isn't it? Oh, no, she she definitely has a name, because she's one of the, however many it is, seven, I think. Seven is, is, is that Disney it? Princesses. There must be more. I, I'm going to look this up for you now. Disney princesses. It's important knowledge for our listeners. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're wondering. Twelve. Sorry, it's not wow, seven. It's okay. twelve. God, they multiply. Well, they would if they're <laughs> being attacked by frog sexual predators, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Okay, list of Disney princesses. We have Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel... Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan. Oh, it's called Tiana. Okay. Tiana. Okay. It's, it's a princess and princess and the frog. There you go. She's, she's, she's called Prince Prince Naveen. Okay. There you go. Interesting. Okay. There you go. And does it say that it's based on a true story? It does. It does. Yeah, I'm just reading it now. It says, in 1504, a young princess kissed a frog. There you go. And she caught salmonella poisoning and died. But I thought that wouldn't make a great fairy tale. Now, I've, I've actually just been reading it and I'm slightly enraged because they've got all the new Disney characters as princesses. So apparently right. Moana's a Disney princess and right. Raya. Raya's a princess. I haven't heard of Raya. And Merida from Brave, you know, the red-haired one. So all of those are now Disney princesses too. So, I mean, I mean, what is a Disney princess anymore? My next philosophical question for you. <laughs> I shall ponder it between this and the next episode. Hmm. But all the original Disney princesses were actual princesses. That's why they're called Disney princesses. That's mm. my point. And Moana. Is Moana a princess? Is Rhea a princess? Is Merida a princess? They can't all be princesses. <laughs> Shows my Disney knowledge. <laughs> they are. No, so Moana's the daughter of a village chief. It's not a princess. Well, it's Rhea? a loose term, isn't it, princess? Well, Rhea is a proud guardian of the dragon gem. Again, Daughter of a village chief, not a princess. <laughs> I mean, I, I've just blown this whole thing wide open. I'm, I'm going to have to sue Disney for that. They're, Good they're, luck. they're not princesses. Public misinformation. Well, they're famous for that, so. Liking the princess and the frog. There you go. I, I'm going to add that to my court case. Go for it. 
but we shall nevertheless take frogs with us to Earth 2.0 because they are a net benefit to humanity um, and we can just you know put up some signs don't kiss them don't kiss frogs I'll do the art for that sign should be quite fun well there we go so once as long yeah. as we do that bit of education the frogs will just crack on and then we can utilize um, them to help us with all manner of things that we've already touched upon. There you go. Okay, I have a few quick fire points. Mm -hmm. So we start to round out. Mm -hmm. Firstly, frogs are very loud. So the, the loudest frog is called the Puerto Rican Coqui. I say it's Coqui. Mm -hmm. Puerto Rican Coqui, which is again a very good frog name. So that ribbits. Actually, no frog's ribbit, so it croaks or whatever at about 90 decibels. And that's at a level where it can damage human hearing. If you listen to it for a few hours, then you're going to start going deaf. So, bad idea to bring frogs on board for that, unless we want to go deaf, unless we want to wear heavy duty. Noise cancellation headphones. Easy. Not heavy duty. But then duty. you can't hear the other animals when they talk to you. They don't, though. You've been watching too they many do. Disney films. Oh, <laughs> They're based on true stories. How many times do I have to tell you? How do you think Pocahontas talks to all the bloody tears? <laughs> have you not seen Doolittle? Or is that not Disney? I might be mixing my references. Yeah, it's not Disney, I don't think. Damn it. Damn it. Okay, so... We've established animals do talk, but you're going to block them all out because you don't care and you can lip-read. That would actually be quite skillful if you lip-read all sorts of animals. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's quite hard. But... So, frogs very loud at this point. Also, did you know that lots of frogs actually hear with their lungs? Which I think tells you about how good they are at listening. So, they, they hear with their lungs. Basically, they're shouting out all the time. And when they've stopped shouting, they might be able to hear something, but they won't hear you shouting, shut up, at the top of your voice with your noise-cancelling headphones on. Also, frogs are incredibly greedy. So did you know that frogs actually have to physiologically close their eyes to swallow? Because they are so greedy, they eat huge mouthfuls cramming it into their mouths. It's a famous picture of frogs, isn't it? Arms cramming food into their mouths. And they roll their eyes back so they can have more room to get the food passing through their systems. Did you know that from the Disney theme, moving from Disneyland to Froggy Land, proving how much people hate frogs, in Froggyland, would you like to know what the main attraction is? Where is Froggyland? It's in Croatia. Okay. I don't know if that helps you. Nope, doesn't help me at all. <laughs> don't know any croaks? Nope. Nope. Okay, so in Froggyland, Froggyland is a museum in Croatia. 
and their main attraction is 507 taxidermied frogs because they don't like frogs I mean nobody does this is what we've proven even Disney fans don't like frogs <laughs> so 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 frogs they're, they're a menace they're incredibly menacing they're incredibly hard to kill so they survived the katie asteroid that's the one that killed the dinosaurs mm. so ancient frogs they survived they've got some, dinosaur they've got some story they've got some stories to tell so well no because to... you've just told us animals can't talk <laughs> and you're wearing noise cancelling headphones so you can't hear their stories they'll they'll write it down put it down okay so they can write yes can write, can't talk. They'll yeah. they'll walk up their ladder, right? Sunny, yeah. Rainy, yeah. There we go. Ah. They, they'll type it. They'll put in an email for us. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could. How they, strong do you think frogs are? Do you think they can press down? I'm for sure, sure. for sure. Just jump on it. They can hop between the keys. There you go be quite slow to type but if you have a small enough frog you can hop between keys to mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. that's my strategy complete tangent do you know they've actually tried to get chimpanzees uh, to type out stuff on computers okay so there was uh, a British zoo that basically put I think it was a computer it might have been more old-fashioned than that like a typewriter mm -hmm. but basically a, a keyboard in a case and had the basically left it in the chimp enclosure well it might be macaques sorry got my story wrong it's macaques mm -hmm. i believe they left it in the monkey enclosure for about a week and the monkeys they, they did type out some stuff about six pages of meaningless strings of letters mm -hmm. but, so monkeys can type i don't know whether frogs can i suspect they can you suspect they can. Yeah. Okay, experiment number two. If any listeners have <laughs> tried to get frogs to type on their keyboards or x-rayed them or both simultaneously, write in. We want to know. Or if you can help us with the Disney court case, because that's going to be a biggie. <laughs> I, I, just for the record, I have nothing to do with that, by the way. That is... That is your solo battle. Oh. <laughs> ah, damn it. Damn it. I was going to pin it all on you. Remove the competition. Hurting you down with a lawsuit from Disney for defamation. Ah. <laughs> oh. You've thwarted me. You've thwarted me. Okay. In that case, I have one last fact for you. And this I didn't know. So, prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. Did you know that in Russia and Finland, I believe, before fridges were invented, they put frogs in milk to keep it fresh? Keep the milk fresh or the frog fresh? Well, both, but mostly the milk, I believe. Okay. Did the frog drown yeah, so... in the milk? Was the frog alive? I have so many questions. <laughs> Clearly you do. Clearly, those wouldn't be the first questions I asked. Maybe 
why would you put frogs in milk to keep it fresh? But well, it's to keep it fresh. Yep. How on earth does that work? Well, it's irrelevant. If it works, it works. Like, I want to know about the frog. Like, what Clearly happened? Clearly, not how a many, scientist. How many frogs You want were to hurt? know whether the frogs survived. Yeah. I believe the frogs survived because otherwise they would go off in the milk and release right. all their dead frog chemicals and it wouldn't be very nice. Right. But yeah, I mean, bring frogs on board the ark, they're going to jump into the milk and we're going to get frog milk cereal, which I personally am not very keen on. As you Dude, know, I you, hate French, you, I hate frogs. What are you I hate about? eating frogs. You, you just told me that in Russia and in Finland, they kept the milk fresh by putting a frog in it. So it just means like free refrigeration without the electricity. What are you on about? Like, it's not going to mess up the milk because then they wouldn't have done it. But then when you pour out the milk, you get a frog in it. This is what I... No, this you is pour my the problem frog. You take out with the, the frog method. first. It's like oh. if you, you just take it out. Like, it's like, like if you're going to put... If you're going to use an ice cube to chill your milk for your cereal, you're going to take out the ice cube before you pour the cold milk onto your cereal. Otherwise, you can have an ice cube on your cereal, which is going to be rubbish. Ice cubes can't swim, famously. Famously, ice cubes can't swim. Milk mm -hmm. is opaque. You have frog in milk. Frog swims under so that you can't grab it out and strangle it or whatever you're trying to do. And then you can't find the frog because milk is opaque you can't see through milk you can't see the frog no you just use a strainer or like a colander you need to use a colander to pour milk onto your cereal yeah. Yeah. god I'm, I'm, no I, i'm gonna ban you from the ark just for that it's <laughs> milk through a bloody colander come on <laughs> But, well, there we go. So that you just, in your closing argument, you've made one more case. You've highlighted one more case in terms of, like, the usefulness of the frog as an ice cube. Ruining a good breakfast. Yeah. They are incredibly useful at ruining people's days. They prove that in the Bible. Lots of frogs sent to pester the pharaohs. A very very effective way of ruining the pharaoh's day. I won't argue that point. I, I think, wasn't it like punishment because the pharaohs were being mean or something? Ah, oh, well, I mean, history written by the victors, Bible written by the Christians, who knows what really went on. I, I think the frogs just, you know, got a bad rap. And I think... Okay. Um, you know, they definitely could do with, you know, hiring a good PR agency. Uh, maybe Disney can recommend one to them. Um, but if we look at the facts, frogs are incredibly useful and, you know, I just think they they should uh, they should join us because you know yeah. we we need their help clearly. It could have been any animal, couldn't it? It could have been a plague of rabbits. It would have been ferocious. 
rabbits running locusts steps to the pharaoh well they had locusts so you can't have locusts because that would be doubling up but you could have chosen any other animal that would have worked you can take another go if you want it could have been a plague of pandas bees bees yeah bees everyone hates bees when are we discussing bees that's going to come up pretty soon surely Basically, this is a ploy to get you to name animals you think would make a suitable plague so that I can bring it back when we do get around to discussing that animal, in case you haven't realised. Uh, I'm set for locusts, set for bees. Uh, I don't think I can get any more out of that cunning ploy. But you know what we're going to have to do? We are going to have to leave it to the listeners to vote. Mm-hmm. I promise I will get better at posting on social media (laughs) you will be able to vote you will be able to tell us whether frogs and toads or both make it on the ark whether we're going to condone witchcraft whether we're going to get high on their skin secretions which can kill 300,000 mice whether we want them really and the French and weather forecasters let us know your opinions on those two <laughs> join us next week when we're going to be discussing ooh ooh, ooh. Hmm. I'm not sure there is an ooh animal <laughs> <laughs> let me think let me think let me think chimpanzees chimpanzees there you have it when we're going to be discussing chimpanzees did you like that dramatic pause i learned from you there it was it, i love the, the tension build up end of the episode fantastic join us then when we're going to be discussing chimpanzees until then goodbye goodbye